Welcome to Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss every Bare Naked Ladies song from 7 to Y, from the Alpha to the Omega, from beginning to end, from birth to death. Tracy, what's wrong? Uh, are you, in, are you, are you okay? having an Eeyore day? I'm just oh, yeah, what's happening, buddy? I'm just kind of down today. I, don't, I, I guess, I don't know, just, I'm kind of sad. Is this an, is this a new thing for you? Or? It is. It is a new thing for me. I, okay. I, I just it's a new kind of sad. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I can't hide it. <laughs> oh, by the way, <laughs> joining me this week are three other people that I I hope will be with this podcast until its death. Are <laughs> Jeff, Heidi, and Stefan. None of Naked Ladies keeps on making new songs. Hey, everyone. What? <laughs> um, Tracy, do you need some cheese <laughs> uh, to go with that wine? wine? Oh, that was nice. That that, that was good. I'll give it. <laughs> did you just snort? I did. <laughs> and now the snort has to stay in. Yes, it does. Uh, you can't. There's no way that can be edited. And so tonight we are discussing a song off from Bare Naked Ladies Are Men. Or if you got the, the double disc, Bare, Na- Bare Naked Ladies Are Me on the second half of the disc. And this song, I, I'm going to say that this song was written by Steven. It's it's credited to Paige Robertson, but this totally sounds like a Steven yeah, song to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so tonight's song is The New Sad. And um, if you've never heard this song before, here is a quick snippet. Everybody knows that happy is the new sad. So I am gonna go and imitate my old dad and never crack a smile again. Probably just play the whole song right there. Snip it. Snip it good. <laughs> and now we have a and now we have an intro for that. Crack that mm-hmm. snip. <laughs> Give that snip a crack. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. We're best oh, this is great. We're puppet dancing. When we do the Devo ABCs, we're going to be on point. Yes. Can we get Mark Mothersbaugh? We know you listen to the yeah, show. Come on. There already is a Devo ABC. We can talk about Red Rags, Rugrats. We can talk about Rocket Power. We can talk about Devo. We can talk about all kinds of things. Devo, there's already the ABC Devo. Is, is there? Yes. What? What? And I highly recommend it. It's done by our friends that, that did the Alphabetical podcast. So Try saving that five times fast. <laughs> Alpha Beetlejuice? Beetlejuice? No, but that one needs to happen. Alpha Beetlejuice would be amazing. (laughs) Heidi, can you tell us some stuff about the music? I sure can. So the new sad was recorded at about uh, exactly, I think, 130 beats a minute. Actually, it does slow down and speed up in a few spots where where Stephen takes some, does some of his own stuff. Uh, It is in the key of G. It is. 
is pretty simple, but um, the it doesn't have a capo, so it is in, in G. It is a very simple progression of G to D to C add nine, sad nine, get it? <laughs> C add nine or CAD nine. So G and G, A, B, C, D. So it's a one to five to four. Uh, and it just kind of uses those chords throughout. Um, it does have a small intro. It's only a four chord song. You you only see a G chord, a D chord, a C add nine, a D chord. And then in the instrumental interlude, you get an E minor seven, which is my favorite chord of all time. It's not the saddest of all no, chords. No, it's one of the happiest of all chords. D minor. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have the sustain either that other chords is have. Is that the chord um, it goes to um, when it goes into uh, just after the line, the bluebird shall not sing again, when it goes into kind of that minor dissonant? Is that the, mm -hmm. that's the E minor 7 that it hits there? Yeah, you've got, yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. You've got that little E minor 7 in there. I love that moment. Yeah. It's a very short song. Yeah. There's not a lot to this song. Uh, you have verse 1 um, where he does a, a nice little simple rhyming scheme. Sad dad again, older shoulder again. So he does, he uses the again twice there. Then you have a small, lovely little instrumental interlude then verse three verse four there's no chorus really in this it just has one two three four five verses <laughs> then it goes into a short little coda which is interesting because coda c-o-d-a coda means the end <laughs> and that's really interesting because he uses it to say something in the lyrics that we can we can tie in later but that's the goodbye and then it's a little instrumental and then he leaves off with the c add nine d d g and he goes back home to g he does end it on g which is interesting it's an interesting choice to go back to that home tonic chord yeah given the but message of the simple. song actually yeah i think you'd yeah. end somewhere else yeah Mm -hmm. So that's basically the overview. Very, very simple. Four chords, very basic chord progression, but no real chorus. There's no mm. chorus. Yeah. To this nope. It's a bunch of verses, some instrumental interludes, mm. and a coda, which is very interesting um, because the coda is very different. It's like that little um, tag, end tagging thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then you've got a little instrumental interlude again, and then it's a very short little tag at the end. So very very steven song very different um and it's kind of it's very sad yeah jeff jeff this song needed a coda it did it did this song did need a coda <laughs> he's actually, referencing sarah honestly i do i do like that coda being in there otherwise i thought the, the song would be a little bit too simple um, and and having on, that on there changes it up just enough at the end. Mm -hmm. And I and I do like the coda there because I I think it does sell the meaning of the song. I mean, the whole song mm -hmm. kind of led up to that coda. I feel like, um, and just the way that he wanted to to end it, he wanted Ooh. it to sound very poignant. And uh, you know, Barracuda. I don't know how much bare naked ladies likes this song though, because <laughs> uh, they will they have never. Even when Steve was with them, never played this in concert. Where would you play this, though? That's true. <laughs> that was going to be my second. That's not going to be your opening yeah, number. You definitely don't sure. want to end right. on this you're one. Gonna it, you're not going to open the song. I mean, no, no. It it, it really yeah. People are all we jazzed really up. They're the rocking. They're having fun, and you're like, we're all going to die. And then you just go into this. <laughs> it's it's not a good. 
I don't think it's a good concert song. It's sure. definitely it's a good not a good concert song. song. <laughs> this this is definitely an album song or a B side. This is not a a concert song. Man, how twist would that be, Joe? Though just one concert to do this song and then follow it with one week. <laughs> <laughs> You're all gonna I, die in one week. <laughs> I I'd like to see them follow it up with "I Live with It." <laughs> I live with oh my gosh! <laughs> or get back up. <laughs> We're all gonna die. Get in line. Oh, oh yeah! Everybody, open your mouth. Everybody, just say ah. Uh. Steven did play this song three times or four times in his live from home concerts, though. So yeah. he, he definitely enjoys this because he I you know four times be- in a year in that in that venue in that kind of um, uh, uh, arena. I could see this working there because it is oh, beautiful. Yeah. It is a beautiful song. Like like uh, Heidi said, it's sad. It's really sad. But it is a beautiful song. It's really pretty and it's poignant. And it's got a, it's got a, you know, it's. You know what's really funny though is in the order it comes after fun and games. And before quality. Yeah, it's an odd place to put this song. And then you get another spin and then what a letdown. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, it should have been this song, then what a letdown. Yeah, <laughs> the order to bare naked, bare naked, bare naked ladies, bare naked ladies are men is very strange. Oh, so yeah. when we get to that point where we rearrange things, like there's a very odd. It's like they just threw some shit in there. They're like, yeah, just put it there. It looks good. We'll, we'll fix it later. And then they never it's did. The second half of of a double album essentially. So they're just scrambling. Yeah. Like, Whatever. <laughs> we get some leftovers here. Yeah, let's put put them there. It doesn't matter. And I, I hate to call this song a leftover because I think there's a lot of people that probably really like this song. Oh no, I think it's a nice little song. I mean, but the the randomness of which some of the things are on that album, the ordered yeah. track order is very much like. Mm. <laughs> is there a theme? We don't know. We're mm-hmm. just kind of putting stuff in there. Now I do feel melodically. God, is it? The, is this the one? Uh, that I'm thinking of, and I'm sure there's another one, but melodically, the melody of the song reminds me a lot of Hanukkah Blessings. Oh. I, I am hearing some of that um, echo in this oh. with the way that, and, and I'd be curious to see the chord progression on that one. Hmm. I don't know. I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that. I, I don't. It might just be because I'm not able to hear it. Yeah. I'll put a yeah. brief snippet in. I do. It the chord progression is simple. It's it's a D A G D chord. So you do have those similarities, yeah. Because yeah. you, it's it's not the same key, but it's got some similar turnarounds. So I can see that. Yeah. Actually, no, you're completely wrong. It's in the key of D. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be okay. To and be, it's a one four I'd five be okay progression. To be wrong, that doesn't like even said. come close to matching. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be okay no. to be wrong, but like I said, there's something stylistically in this one that reminds me of another very pagey song, and that's the one that I kind of was hearing, but I could be. I've also seen it in C major too, but even so, it would still be a one four five progression, so it doesn't match. Hmm. Interesting, but I think there are some similarities melodically. I think you're right, and vocally too. I think, yeah, definitely vocally. I think it's he, he's performing it in a very similar way to, mm-hmm. to Hanukkah. Oh Lessings. yeah. I'm trying to see where what Steve followed up the new sad with for each of the concerts. Hmm. 
Just because I want to see, like, that's an interesting thing to have to follow. Tonight it up. is so, tonight. Tonight is the night I fell asleep at the wheel. Oh my god, you're gonna laugh, Jeff. Is that it? Oh, the new sad followed by get in line. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <gasps> and then the new sad. Oh that's a small victory for the day. And then the new sad followed by why say anything? Okay. And then the new sad. Followed by Call Me Calmly. Oh. <laughs> That's an call odd one. Call Me Calmly. And then he followed it in another concert with Shooting Star. Okay. Huh. Hmm. I, I, think, I, I think after this song, you've got you to gotta go in a completely different direction, though. If you're doing it in, in, a, in any kind of a, a set list... Um, like I said, I don't. I don't see this as a concert song, really. But no. If you're doing, unless it, you like, really want to depress your audience, right? Yeah, but like, but in like a in like a, a an intimate venue, like you're doing a live set from home, like he's been doing, or right. um, you're doing like a coffee shop or a small venue. There, I can definitely see this song. But I think you you want to follow it up with something peppy. Get in line would be a good choice for that. Yeah. Call me calmly. <laughs> I think is actually a good choice because call me calmly is is a fun peppy song. So yeah. Um, I also want to point out that um, Kevin um, was playing an interesting couple of instruments on this song. He was playing the Rhodes piano. And if you've never heard of a Rhodes piano before by Fender, here's a sample of that. He was also playing the sampler. Now I don't know what a sampler is. I thought that was what something you got at, at like Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, but... I thought it was like like free wings and uh, some onion rings and some maybe fried mushrooms or jalapeno poppers or I don't know. That's a sampler. This this song also musically has a lot of um of oh it's the Beatles it's um. Shoot. Na, 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 na. Oh, my Lanta. What's the song, Jeff? I'm going to need more than that. If I Fell. <laughs> okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. I think. There's some. Is it If I Fell? I think it's got. It's that. Da, 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 da. Right. That, yeah. That yeah. Little, yeah. To never feel this way. And also yeah, to kind of hear that, that in the arpeggios. Or not the arpeggios, but the drops. Like those little instrumental drops between the stanzas. Yeah. And, yeah. The one thing I do like about this song, I like those little guitar drops that they do between the stanzas in each of the verse. Um, this song doesn't change a whole lot. Like, it doesn't do much different throughout. But they do try and um, add a little bit of texture into it. And I like those little drops. I love um, after they finally go into the capo, after We'll Never Get Back Again, uh, that little instrumental moment with the arpeggios and everything. I, I, I really love that part. Um after the uh, they do the the goodbye goodbye, um, mm-hmm. I don't know why I heard this in my head, but uh, anyone else like that bass stinger or that drum stinger? Like it's good uh, goodbye goodbye and then goodbye goodbye. 
like on that last one, which is like one of the most. It's one of the few really, one of the points of the song that actually kind of do that, and and, and um, mm. that kind of stuck out, which is why I do like the coda in this song. It was let's do something different because now we're getting to the point. So, mm. yeah, I agree. <clears throat> and, and you were saying before Heidi that it had a kind of Beatles when I felt feel. I had yeah. I was getting like a seventies Dean Friedman yeah, Harry Chapin. Oh yeah, that's true too. Dean Friedman, we know we know you listen. Come on the show. <laughs> Come on the show again. again. <laughs> Third time's a charm. Had a bookish yeah. feel to it. Stefan, we haven't heard from you yet. Uh, tell us what you think about the music. Thank goodness. It's all right. I mean, it's <laughs> slow. Uh, beast out, I guess. Um, I don't know. Uh, it was good, I guess. <laughs> All right. Really got really. No, you know I can't get into like what chords they are or the beats or any. Of Not, that stuff. Neither can I, sir. But uh, sounds sounds like a folk song to me, and um, I I actually didn't really like the rhyming too much. Um. I don't know, it just didn't seem, I don't know, <laughs> seemed like they just pulled whatever word they, they could think of out to try to rhyme something, but um, I don't know, it was all right, it's an average song for me. It was a very simple rhyme scheme. Yeah, and even though they try and sneak that, that second rhyme in, I'm always a sucker for like... A mid a midline rhyme when you know you have everybody knows happy is the new sad, so I'm gonna go and imitate my old dad. So you have the rhyme within the rhyme. You have the no go and then you have the sad dad. It's just with that with this song they do that three times. They do that on the first stanza, the second stanza, they do it again on the third stanza. They just sneak that one little moment in where they go everybody knows that as our hair gets grayer we strike a bended pose. So there they sneak in a different rhyme for it. I do like how they use it in the fourth stanza with the everybody's youth is only what they make it longer in the tooth. So why do people fake it? I do like that setup for the double rhyme in there. I yeah, thought that was really, that was really unique at, uh, and cool. Yeah. I mean, they could have put in Police <laughs> Navidad in there. The Spiro Agnew song? Yeah. yeah. Well, and if you're going to do nose go, nose go, like three times I, I get if you're going to do it throughout the whole song and have a pattern but to do it three times and bust away from that for two ver- well, verses yeah but I think that was intentional because the going is part of the song I mean the whole song is the song is about death so mm-hmm. um, I mean so I'm going to go is a sneaky little reference so I'm going to go and imitate my old dad he's going to reference what he meant by that but he also is going to you know, everybody's going to go the same way as their parents in, in sense death. The will is first to go. The will is first to die. The go is the reference to the dying in the song. So I do think that's intentional. He's just selling his point with that sneaky side rhyme in there. And everything knows it's, it's never getting better. Yeah, everything must go. Meaning goodbye, everybody's... Goodbye. Every, it doesn't matter what you are. You're all going... Everything's going to fade. So I do think that was intentional. Well, I think it was intentional. I just... I, I, if you're going to be intentional with doing that, then be intentional with doing it with every verse. And then if you want to break away from one of the verses, I like I see that it brings attention to it. But then to do it 
I disagree, but I, did, I disagree with that. I think that shows a uniqueness, though. So you're, you do it once, you do it twice, you're selling the point. Boom, we snuck in another one in you, and then we come back to it. I kind of like that. I like that little sneaky variety in there. That's I, I'm going to agree to disagree on that's, that one. That's all right. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I've been doing that all weekend because I like Halloween kills, so I'm, I'm, used, to, I'm, used, to, I'm used to disagreeing with people at this point. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the lyrics here. Let's let's talk about the meaning of this song. What what do people believe that the song is majorly about? I thought it was about depression. You grow up, you grow and, old, and you and die. At the end, kind of getting into suicide kind of thing. Okay. I thought, I thought it was about getting older. I, I want to hear Stefan's take on this, and then then we'll kind of bust over. Tell me more about this. Oh well, it's a new sad, for one, um, and it's just uh, I don't really understand half the lyrics. I couldn't hear them um, <laughs> most of the time, but uh, it was you know I'm just basing it off of um, basing it off of pretty much the end of the song was uh where it says um they say you know no one wants to die then they follow up with goodbye 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 you know it's like um to me this sounds like you know you're fighting some kind of internal mental battle and it's about you know offing yourself in a way you know i don't know I've I've never so taken it that way, but that's an interesting take. That's I've I'm reading it through now and going, yeah, I could I could see that in some ways. Especially given yeah. given Steve's well, I, I bipolar. I read through the lyrics. Yeah. I, um, Heidi, yeah. Jeff, you you had a that's different what take. I got from Go ahead, Jeff. Okay. Um, my impression of the song was it's, it's just about the, the sadness. It's about the facing your mortality, um, you know, getting older, knowing that, you know, as you get to middle age, you get to your 50s, you start to really wonder, you know, how much longer do I have? And, and that makes people sad. I mean, I think um, the older you get, the, you realize you have less time and it's hard not it's hard to stay, I think, positive and happy. Um, so this is the new sad. I mean, this is the this is a different sadness than I I something went wrong or I've, or I've lost something. This is the sad that, Hey, my days on this earth are numbered. And that's what I take from the song. Like everyone knows happy is the new sad. So I'm going to go and imitate my dad. Never crack a smile again. Meaning the pet, the, um, the circle continues because uh, he saw that with, you see that with your, possibly your family, your parents as they get older, like a midlife, cri- like, like a midlife crisis. crisis. Yeah. You get to middle age and you're, yeah. Jesus. I'm in there now. Keith. This I'm halfway is, done. He was what? Oh, let's see. Doing some math here. He was about 37 when this came yeah. out. Sounds about right. So late 30s. Yeah, because he came out in 07. He was born in 1970. And I know that I'm thinking about this because, yeah, I'm 47 and I'm watching my dad who's 65. And like he's there. No, my dad's now 68, 69. I don't even know. <laughs> I got to do math. Born in 53. Okay. 52, 53. I don't know. Math. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you see, you wonder when you look, I think of the, um, I think of Carl from up Yeah. and, yeah. and this song kind of reminds me of Carl, um, that, you know, he's, 
I think of my son when he he wants to be an old man for Halloween and he eventually like he hunches over and he goes yeah and he starts growling and he doesn't smile like and it it's very much you know were, were that like some old cranky guys are they were they always like that or you know is it is that what goes like your 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 tendency to enjoy the little things goes like the the bluebird and the will is first to go and um and you know that whole bended <laughs> bended pose and say a little burden and never feel that this way again i feel that almost every day <laughs> like i'm like i don't want to go up those stairs again my knees hurt here's my confusion about that heidi the line is we all know that happy is the new sad. So the old sad was sad, but happy is the new sad. I, I'm I am having a hard time wrapping around my brain around what he's trying to say there. Like, is happy a bad feeling now? Is is it a new like? Is that because we're supposed to pretend yeah. that everything is okay line, more and more? It comes more? back to that with the line about faking it. Why do people fake it? Yeah, you have to pretend you're yeah. happy, but you're really not. Like, you know, it, you everybody wants everybody to be happy, and if you're not, then you know, let's give you some meds. Well, so like, you'll feel well like you said, nicer. I mean, for the youth, for the younger people too, and they see someone getting older, sometimes they can't relate in their mind that the per- reason that person's attitude and their demeanor is different is because they know that and and nothing is ever sure i mean i realize people could pass away at all different ages but um in theory they know that those people that are 30 40 years older probably have less time you know in most cases have less time and so like um you know do i have to fake it for you do i have to pretend to be happy um not that i'm saying that as you get older you have to be unhappy i'm not saying that but i think it's like i think it's i think it's hard because as you get older I think for a lot of people, I know I face this. I mean, I know there's times where I sit down and I'm like, my God, have I done everything I want to do? I'm 45. And I'm like, have I done everything I want to do? My dad died at in his mid-40s. Um, my biological dad died in his mid-40s. I'm at the age right now that my dad died. Um, and so I think that, that sits in your head like, my God, do I have enough? Do I have more time? Like, could something happen tomorrow and I'm not here anymore? Have I done everything I want to do? So I think trying to put on that front that you are happy when you're facing that mortality that you might not have much longer. And I think that's part of it. And also your reference to up Heidi, I think is part of the song too, which is everyone knows it's never getting better. Everything must go and you'll have to let her and never see her face again. I think that's a reference to me personally. I think that's the spouse. That's the up scene. You know, um, Jason Isbell has one of the, has wrote one of the, the, to me, one of the best prettiest songs about death that I've ever been written. It's called if we were vampires and it's a line that basically goes, knowing that we can't go on forever. It's likely one of us might have to spend some days alone. Maybe we'll get 40 years together. And one day you'll be gone, or one day I'll be gone. And it just has that sentiment, too, knowing that at some point everything's got to go. And that person that you're with might be first, you might be first. And it's that, that whole up, beginning of up, which everyone cries at the beginning of up. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you, uh, right. <laughs> huh? But so I got to say, like, the more I, I I understood the feeling of this song, I think, and I understood, like, the basic meaning of this song. My problem was the more I tried to dig into the actual lyrics of this song, the more I felt myself more and more confused. So, like, with the second verse, for example, uh, my note was, what? 
Um, so as you get older, your will goes away. So therefore, you're not going to be happy anymore. I what? I think a lot of it lies in the four fifth verse where it's everybody's youth is only what they make it longer in the tooth. So why do people fake it? We'll never get it back again. Like right. we're trying, we're always striving for the, you know, okay, well I need that face cream cause it'll get mm-hmm. rid of right. my wrinkles and I need, you know, the, this clothing to make me look 20 years younger. Or I need Botox or I need whatever they we're always looking for the, um, the, the cup of everlasting life or the Holy grail or whatever it is to keep ourselves young. Because I know, it hurts no one wants to die but guess what you know we're all why do people fake it when you're you're old like you like you can still be happy and it's old but it's inevitable you can't go back to before you can't you can't reverse the timeline so i think that's where the key to this song is for me is well right why are people faking it growing older and growing older and and dying is a part of life like it's it's so surreal to think death is a part of life all right so everybody you you said that you're starting to die the moment you're born you said that fifth verse is the key okay so unlock the second verse for me then (laughs) Because that's where I'm, like, that was the one I got royally stuck on. And trying to understand what he's trying to tell me in that verse. Everybody Andy. knows that as we get older, that that as we all get older, the will is the first to go. And so upon my shoulder, the bluebird shall not sing again. The bluebird of happiness. Mr. Bluebird right. on yeah, my right. shoulder. Uh, so, the refer- yeah, so the reference right. is that as But we what is older. that, like, the will is the first to go and, you know, like... I'm not understanding what he's trying to say there with the with the will is the first to go as we get older. You have no choice. Right. Like as, if you hit certain things and things are falling apart. Your knees are cracking, your bones are breaking, you're you know, you're getting illnesses that you never like you have no you have no free will on these things that are happening to you physically and mentally. Like, you know, if it comes down to something as terrifying as Alzheimer's disease, you you have no will. And so things happen to our bodies and our minds as we get older, especially once we start hitting our 40s. And, you know, my my like I've seen that with my dad. I mean, his dad, his father outlived you know 40 but he died at 65 which is still very young and my dad constantly was thinking right around the time he hit 60 that it could be any time mm-hmm. so he stopped thinking about living for the now and the future and like it was very much this daily contemplation of am i gonna outlive my what my father you know survived and so I think that there's there's that your your free will is gone because you have no control unless you're a robot you can't control that your your bones are falling apart or your body's falling apart all, all those things older. you could do your before hair is getting grayer. Yeah. you can't just take a magic pill and your hair is not going to be gray anymore you can cover it you can dye it you can do all of the things to make yourself look younger but it's it's no longer uh, you have no real choice or you try this is your body this is how it's going to happen and unless you alter it in a you know in a drastic way with surgery and things like that eventually that kid catches up with you too well, and, and so. as, as a music podcast as people that love music once one of the things that happen as you get older a lot of people lose their hearing imagine not being able to listen to that music anymore i know people that have gotten hearing aids or gone completely deaf as they've gotten older vision you love watching movies you love looking at the people you love um, you know, your vision starts to fade. 
and you can't see that. You can't read a book anymore, something that you used to get enjoyment out of. Um, that's got to cause depression yeah, so for a lot of the, people. Thanks, the Jeff. The bluebird, you know, zippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay. My, oh, my, what a yeah. wonderful day. You know, that that is... It's not singing anymore, it's right? It's like, well, standing. what's mm-hmm. today going to bring? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. By the way, speak, I, so got the, I got the bluebird reference. Get um, but speaking of bluebird, by the way, they put bird sounds in the background afterwards and also had some whistling. But I did research, Stephen. Those aren't those aren't bluebird sounds, at least not at least according to all the bluebird sounds that I looked up this week. Those are not bluebirds that you have in the background. Why? Why would you put those? Just go out and get a bluebird sound. <laughs> that is in depth yeah. research, right there. That is going down a bluebird hole. Yeah. But let's talk about. I don't want to go down bluebird holes. Let's talk about the bluebird, Heidi, because I know you caught this. While the bluebird starts singing, it's still in a major key, right? Mm -hmm. But then, as it goes, as the bluebirds are singing, what key does it go into? It goes into minor. It goes into minor seven. Yeah, he's painting. He's like, "There's the bluebirds," and it goes into the minor. So it's just referencing that the the bluebirds are being overtaken by whatever he's feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, you were saying I love that point, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I love the subtle little yeah, moments. Stuff yeah, in this song. Heidi, you were saying that you felt the fifth verse was the key. I felt like the first, the fourth verse was really the key to this song, and that that's where I what what brings me to my theory about what this song is about that I cannot prove because um, I actually went down another rabbit hole this week and could not find proof. I think this song is potentially about Stephen's mom. And I could not find anywhere whether or not this is around the time that Stephen's mom died. Because if you, it's interesting that I could have swore in the past that Stephen's mom and dad's information was on the Wikipedia page. You cannot find anywhere what Stephen's mom's name is. And I almost wonder if that was edited away to kind of give privacy to the family um, after after this kind of happened. But you have here this this line, everything must go and you will have to let her and never see her face again. Almost like he's singing to his dad, which throughout this song it, it, it has sounded like, um, including going back to the bluebirds, the bluebird line which is a reference to something that would have been in his father's generation. That's not really a, a, a reference for our generation. That's more of a reference for the, the generation before ours. But, you know, before that, he's talking even about, I'll imitate my old dad. Um, almost as though he's talking about his mom dying. And I even reached out to the Hall of Records, and I have not, as of now, heard anything to try to, to find out whether his mom died around this time. But that's that's my theory, is that this song is about his mom dying and his dad then becoming very sad, and him also being sad, but him trying to say to his dad, like, yeah, you know, losing a loved one, especially someone that you've been with for a long time, is a tough piece to deal with that is a crazy level of thorough you went on right there that is wow. very very That's... thorough <laughs> um the only reason why i don't i mean i i could that's a good theory it's a good theory the only reason why it doesn't stick and um why i wonder about that is because uh so i so i i am gonna go and imitate my dad so it does sound like he's saying it to himself to me 
But I can mm-hmm. definitely see your point. And also, you could say, like, everything must go and you will have to let her is something that you could say to yourself. But that's said, sure. I mean, I can definitely I can definitely see where you're getting. Like, as you were saying, I was like, eh, makes sense. That definitely makes sense. <laughs> and then that goes with the goodbye at the end. Yeah, that does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you're saying, saying goodbye to someone else. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, that makes the song even sadder. The more times I listened to it after that, I was like, oh God, now I'm going to cry. That ending is really sad. <laughs> like I said, and then at, at the third goodbye, the second or third goodbye, where it does that, like it's that one moment where there's like a, you know, like you feel that thudding that you feel like from a bass or a drum. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's so, it's to me, it just hits hard. Like, I don't know why it stood out so hard the first time and it's never gone away from me. I love that moment. Stefan, you've been quiet for a while. Is he still there? He's I mean, he's muted. Oh, he's still there. He's just muted. Oh, he's still there. He's <laughs> he's driving. No, I'm done driving. That's probably why you guys didn't hear anything. Is because I was muted on accident. See, that's what that's yeah. <laughs> oh. All this time he's been he's been saying stuff, but but he's just been muted. I it's actually have now. been. Yes. <laughs> oh no! Oh. <laughs> oh. Of course, Stefan. I'm trying to chime in on some of those things, like up oh. and whatnot. <laughs> oh. oh, well, the floor is yours, yes, friend. You got it. The it's floor all is you. yours. Whoops. There we go. Um, well, as a person who has um, lost pretty much everybody in my life, uh, except for two of my closest best friends, um, uh, putting it in that perspective uh, really does change the song for me. And it should resonate a little bit deeper. Uh, I think I'm going to have to look into this a little bit more. And um, uh, what's the name of the song? The name of the song is A New Kind of Sad, right? Uh, The New Sad. The New Sad. You know, that makes sense to me because there is a whole nother level of sad when you do lose people that you are the closest to and who mean a lot to you. It's just, it's, it's a sad that aches your bones. I don't know if that's, if I'm saying it right, but uh, it just, it doesn't ever go away and it stays with you and it literally makes your body ache and I get it. Um, I don't know if they sung about any of that stuff, but um, that's what I think about when it comes to losing parents and losing loved ones and uh and stuff like that it isn't it is a new sad it is it's on a different level of just being down you know (laughs) it's something that you can never never really fix except you know even you have to go through time but even then you know there's there's moments where it just it still rocks you to the core you make a good point, Stefan, and it's something that I didn't think about that just actually hit really hard as you were talking. Like, actually, I just almost teared up while you were talking. But, you know, the new sad idea about it is, I mean, we all get sad. You know, you get sad because, you know, um, uh, you know you're having a bad day or you lose a job or, or you have a breakup. Or, But in the grand scheme of things, those are often fixable. I mean, a breakup might not be forever. Uh, mm. A bad day isn't forever. But losing someone is forever. That's a new kind of sad because that that's the kind of sad where, you know, that's the hardest, I think, one of the hardest to get over because that person, you're never going to see them again. 
Yeah. You know, that's, I think, so yeah, I mean, that, that is a moment of the song. I never, that didn't hit until you were talking, but I'm like, yeah, that is a new kind of sad. Yeah, well, that you might not have experienced. I lived through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, it's it really good point. Like I, I teared up while you were talking. Actually, oh, thanks. Really good. Really good point. Yeah, yeah. Well, what a, what a <laughs> upper this one is. I know, right? If this is, if well, I mean, it's not going to be a, it's not going to be a jolly episode when you're. Talking. I hope this is no one's <laughs> first episode. Like really. <laughs> like, don't let this be the first time you find us, people. <laughs> Usually we're funny and tell dirty jokes. <laughs> okay, if this is their first episode and they listen to the new sad, like, why? Why would that be your first one? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, that's... I've always found that to be the best B&L <laughs> song. That's the one I'm going to go to first. New sad. Did they do that one? This will put me in a great mood to know whether or not I like this podcast. Right, right, right. <laughs> let's see if they can make let's see if they can make this song funny. Nope. <laughs> now you see why it was never played in concert. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna lighten the mood a little bit. I had a what the what the moment this week when I was deeping deep diving trying to find out whether or not Steven's mom died. And I almost got the feeling that's what Heidi's doing right now. I am. I found her name. You did? Wow. How did you do that? Yeah, it because you know what that is in? It's in the um, chronology. It's in there? Oh. Yeah, it's uh, 19, June 22nd. Stephen J. Page is born to Victor Page and Joe Ann Simmons, Scarborough, Ontario. So I've started with that. So you, and it's you, J-O... You did what? in three minutes what Tracy couldn't do all week? Yeah, I just pulled up the cron. I looked first at the Myers book, and I was like, no, nothing in there. And so then I was like, I remembered that the beginning of the chronology, uh, it lists all of the birth dates yep. and days. Was- so Victor, Page, good, and Joe good dig. Simmons. Good dig. Yeah. So maybe I'll be able I'm to find out more this week, or you will. Um, but when I was digging the chronology this week, I found something I did not expect. Among Paige's relatives in Toronto is Paige's second cousin. Paige's second cousin is reggae musician Snow. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I was like, wait, wait, no, no, that, 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 that can't be true. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's not Ed's cousin. Tracy, I gotta ask you a question. Is that true? I'm just. I literally just typed in Stephen Page mom and it came up. What? Like I just typed. I was curious. So I, I typed, typed it like five different ways. I typed in Google Stephen Page mom. Stephen Page, the son of teacher Victor Page and Joanne Simmons. And Ed Robertson. Yeah. I I am not I kidding you. I typed it into Google oh and Yahoo five times as. Are you with sure you're not ways. using web crawler? Like upgrade man. Like. I'm not. <laughs> That I will show you. Hold on. Stephen Page mom. Stephen Page, the son of Victor Page and Joanne. It's in the it's in the Canadian Encyclopedia. Hold on. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a screen share. Hold on. This is what comes up when I put in Stephen Page, Stephen Page mother. I got his Wikipedia that does not list it. This weird article about the fact that he was on How I Met Your Mother. The Jew Age bio- biography. We're not. I'm oh. not seeing anything. You guys can't. I did a screen share. 
What the heck? I think you're sharing the wrong screen. Oh my goodness. All right, hold on. I just got a picture of you, Tracy, in your underwear. Yeah, I got that too. I did not send that. Yeah, you did. I kind of like it. If you've seen one picture of Tracy in his underwear, you've pretty much seen them all. And I've seen a lot of underwear Tracy pictures. So, Jeff, what what are we going to go with for a rating this evening? Well, this song needs a coda. So, <laughs> see... So it's going to be on a scale of zero to five codas. Because you can never have enough codas in your... Well, you, yeah, you, you can, actually. Uh, the best <laughs> you, should, you should limit your codas. Uh, this message brought to you by... Um, so, yes, zero to five codas on this one. Oh, So who's going first, well, Jeff? Since there's no Stefan, and I never go you first, I guess we got to go Heidi. I'm looking the plate clean. Uh, okay. So on a scale of one... To five codas. Ah, yeah, this is definitely not my fave. It is, it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. It's very beautiful. I, I love the vocal quality of Steven on this song. I love the interludes, the instrumental interludes. I love the statement with the goodbye at the end. It's just, it's a really reflective piece. Um, but it, it is, it is a, like, it's on my sad Heidi playlist, which um, I don't play often. I like my happy Heidi songs playlist. Um, but I I love the song. I think it's it's a it's a well constructed song and it's simple, but it's and it's a little different. But I think I'm gonna give this a four. Four codas. No. Oh, okay. that's, that's respectable. Yeah, it's respectable. It's not great, that's, but it's respectable. I would, say a, I would call a four great, but I guess it depends. On a four is a great score in my mind, but uh, B is like an Asian F. So I mean, come on. <laughs> what movie is that from? I don't Anyone? know. What is that from? I don't know, but I hear a line I gotta cut out. Oh, no. No, you cannot because I heard Stephen totally say something gonna, oh, on one on an episode from many weeks ago, and I was like, "Whoa!" You know how often Stephen gets go. cut out. <laughs> never me. I never say anything get, that gets cut, but <laughs> I can't cut out everything that Stephen says. Oh, it was from Glee. No, oh, was it? <laughs> it was from the. It's from Glee, and I think I also heard it in another movie too. <laughs> Wasn't there a night where we just started swearing just so you'd have like a whole lot to cut out? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, yeah. a batch of cookies. I feel like there was a night where we just went off and just gave you like all the things to cut. Why would make someone? Why would someone make cookies out of badgers? Why not? We don't need no stinking badgers. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. All right, I'll go. Um, I like this song. I actually really like this song. Yeah, I like I like sad, poignant songs. I like songs that make me think. Um, I'm not gonna drive to this one. It's not gonna be. I'm not gonna rock out to it. But I do. I like I like atmospheric, uh, ethereal kind of um, uh, introspective songs. Um, it's simple. It doesn't really go anywhere. But there's some tonal painting in here that's pretty smart and that I enjoy. We talked about like the dissonance under the bluebirds. We talked about um, some of the. Uh, the guitar drops between the stanzas, um, like I said, that, that that ending I really love. Um, 
So yeah, this one's uh, this one's definitely up there for me. It's not uh, in the uh, quintessential Baronet. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell someone to play this first to get into BNL, but um, it is it is a good one. I and I and I enjoy it. I actually gave this one a three point eight Codas, which I think is a great score. But apparently, according to Cody uh, of Cody, <laughs> I just combined Heidi and Coda. Apparently, Hoda? No, I'm definitely not Hoda. a Cody. A Cody. Cody. Apparently, <laughs> according to Heidi, that's not a great score. But <laughs> I think it's a that's a very good score. Like two po- always... If two point five is average, then like three is good. So three to yeah. four goes in the greatness. Yeah, I guess you're right. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm just very generous. I'm a giving girl. That's you know. <laughs> I'm a giver. I can't derail us. I have no power. <laughs> I, I I I fought a lot of comments on that one, by the way, um, so, <laughs> and I don't know why because I haven't before. Uh, Stefan, so if this song was mostly sung in, you said the key in D, right? So it'd be kind of a Dakota, right? Yeah, well, I kind of like the song. It's uh, it's good. It's very folky. Um, as far as the lyrics, I haven't really dug into the lyrics and. I kind of listened to you guys, and that kind of covered everything. So I think that I'm going to rank this um, okay. a probably 2.8 codas because I would never put this on my playlist, but it was still a good song. It was solid all the way through. Um, there are some things that were just weird, but um, I liked it, and I like you guys' breakdown of it too, so it has a little bit more meaning. So I ranked it a little bit higher than the average for me. And and yeah, and I liked your reaction to it. Like I said, your reaction oh. actually brought my score up. Okay, maybe what it was. So yeah, like my score was lower until you reacted to it. And I said, oh, you know, he makes good. Well, maybe <laughs> maybe I should bring my score up. Tracy, what did uh, you think about the new set? Um, did you give it a new is, score? Is- <laughs> it's not on it's not up there with a the new shore. I really like a new shore. Um I think this song is beautiful. Um it expresses sadness, the rejection of denial, that acceptance of death. Um it's poignant, it's powerful and you know, someday it may hit me in a way that it doesn't now and, and make me actually connect with it. Um I hope that that is not for a long time, but I just, I don't connect with it right now. And the song just makes me sad and introspective about death, which is not a comfortable place for me at this time no, that makes sense. Um, in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for that reason, and again, my rating could change considerably from a year from now, but, but I hope it doesn't. Uh, I'm going to give this song a 2.99. That's not so bad. That's, that's, that's right. No, that's respectable. That's, that is, yeah. And, that, you and made, like you made a good said, point there, I think there, at though, some you... point when it means more to right. me, this will be one of those songs that that is more powerful yeah. and, and and will will then go up in my rankings, but right now it doesn't have that meaning. So and You made a good it, point for someone that may not enjoy this. It may not just be the song you want to hear right now. And that's, that's that's a fair point. It may I don't want. That's to, a like, really good point. I don't want to think about that right now, so I don't want to hear the song. Whereas I've been there, point. I've done it. <laughs> I'm like, well, poop right. on it. <laughs> so I don't need reminders of how painful things are. Right, right. 
Mm, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, guys, this guys, week's we're appearance is, is along the lines of, like, I was sad all week, and I'm like, I need something to kind of bring my mood up after listening to this song so many times. Um, so this week's appearance is going to be Ed Robertson on The Casting Room. Um, it's a really great little short clip, and it's actually really funny, and it kind of put me back in a, another in a good mood to kind of listen to next week's song. And, and Jeff, do you, you have any guesses about what next week's song is? Uh, who let the dogs out. Woof, 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 woof. Uh, is oh. it Barbie Girl? Can you go with a bare naked lady song? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. If I had a million dollars, are we still We've already Can we do it again? that one. Um, um, uh, Those in the know don't throw. We're, we're in we're, the end. We're on, we're on drugs. Um, <laughs> you know what? Uh, ne- never mind, Jeff. You, you can always get it right next time. Oh, oh, oh okay. I get it. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I got it now. I was way off on Aqua on the Barbie Girl one. That, that's way off. That's okay. just a bit yeah. outside. That's when we do the Aqua ABCs next. That's right. <laughs> someone, uh, you don't tell me someone's doing an Aqua ABCs because I won't buy it. Nobody's doing an Aqua ABCs. Well, you don't pay for podcasts usually. You don't have to buy it. Who didn't sponsor us this time? Thompson's I think fu- that would be the Aqua ABC. Thompson's they- Funeral Home? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more about Thompson's Funeral Home. <laughs> Thompson's Mortuary. You bat, you, sla- you stab him, we slab him. <laughs> what is it in... Um, oh, I love this movie. Or, uh, oh, was it... Um, not Days of Thunder. That's the wrong one. Wow, that's the racing. I no, mean, this song Will, is coming Will out Ferrell just after version. Day of the Dead, but what's the Will Ferrell version? Oh, Talladega uh, Nights. Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights, where he's like, "We'll give you the box and." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, well, come back next week and join us as we discuss next time. And thank you all for joining me. Yeah, you're welcome. Hopefully we're all You're welcome. What <laughs> you're can welcome. I say except you're welcome? Because I'm just awesome inside. I make you happy, Tracy, you know it. And you're so happy that you brought me along. You're welcome. Yeah, see? You realize that's going in on, the, on Lakota, right? <laughs> Goodbye.
Snippet. Snippet good. Give that snippet good.